We're practicing mindfulness right now. <laughs> hey guys. Hello, friends. Hi. Hi. I'm John. I'm Alexis. How are you doing? Um, I'm great. Are you asking me or them? I guess it's rhetorical if I'm asking them. I'm glad you're doing great. How are you? Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Your hair is definitely longer than mine. It's okay. Ugh, I have a so lot less follicles than you. That's true. Yeah. They can they can slide through a little bit quicker. Yeah. It's only one hair in each follicle. I don't Maybe know I if that's couple. bad or good. Isn't there only one hair in a follicle? Sometimes you can get two or three. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You probably have four. I've got very thick hair. Very thick hair. So this is Trust Me. Thank hey. you for listening. Oh, yeah. Hi, welcome to Trust Me. Trust Me. Ooh. A weekly podcast where we talk about trust, transparency, and building long-lasting relationships in a fast-paced world. Yeah, it's a fast-paced world. I feel like um, with the holidays approaching, it starts to get even faster. Right. And John and I have recently, I feel like, struggled a little bit with communication and miscommunication. And we've kind of been just discussing mindfulness in relationships. And I think truly, like when we miscommunicate and it's like about an event that we have planned or like I know that there's something going on, but John doesn't know. So I'm conveying it to him and he's like half listening because he's like on his phone or thinking about, you know, how to make his hair grow or whatever he's doing in his head. He's half present. Yeah. Right? And like just so, now, like this whole time, I've been trying to listen to you, and I'm like, I don't know if the microphone's on. And I think this every time we start recording. <laughs> yeah. So I should trust myself. Do we want to take a pause? And no, see it's on. Oh, wow. Good. Okay. Awesome. Whew. So do you remember what I was just saying? That we're having trouble communicating or learning about mindfulness. Right. Yeah. And that if I'm communicating something to you. It's important to listen to everything. Well, yeah, listen, but, but even more important is to just be like present. Yeah. Like totally present. Right. Because I think a lot of times, especially in relationships, especially in monogamous, like long-term relationships, you kind of run on autopilot. Right. And so we have been reading a little bit about mindfulness and relationships, how it makes your relationships better, and for us, really how we want to just communicate better. So like, for example, this past week, we had kind of this little, what do we call it? A little snap, snafu or something in communication, there was a little breakdown and it was my family's Thanksgiving and John had scheduled a shoot. Yeah. And we had talked about it, but I don't remember ever discussing the date until it got much closer. And then I was like, oh, that's my dad's Thanksgiving. And he's like, oh, well. So we were like, oh shit. Like it kind of turned out to be this thing, but it ended up being resolved because he didn't end up having to do the shoot. Yeah. So it worked out, <laughs> but we were like, man, we really... <laughs> it didn't work out for everybody. 
<laughs> Man, we really need to like communicate better. Yeah. And I mm. think a lot of that is like literally being mindful. Right. In the moment where you're discussing something. Mindfulness and just efficient, logical discourse. Right. So we decided to use, to start uh, because of this exact this scenario from this past weekend, we decided to start using a shared calendar, yeah. which a lot of you might be doing already. But John and I had never done. Before. Well, we didn't have to set it up, if you remember, because we had talked about using it and set it up two months ago. But we never set it up. No. But that was only two months ago. And we're three plus years in yeah. with two kids. So, I mean, we're busy just like everyone yeah. is. Right. Yeah. I just I think that already. It's, it's helped. Yeah. Yeah. So just sharing a calendar, right? That's right. like a huge, huge thing right. for us. So we're starting that. Right. And, and that would have helped with, because in your defense, you're so much smarter than I am. Oh. And you're right. You usually better me up before the podcast starts. You're right with such a higher frequency that when we started talking about this, and we still don't know what the truth is because it happened in the past and we didn't have any notes or any any proof of whatever happened. But you had said that there was no date said, and I assumed that that was true, and it could still be true. But when I opened up my phone, I was surprised to see that there was a date in the messenger that I was like, I've been looking at, mm -hmm. but it wasn't shared between you and I. Yeah. Which is so, it's whatever. It's, it's lost in translation yeah. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And phones don't help. You know, if you're on Instagram and you're excited about something when I walk around the corner, like I have no idea. I mean, and that's just how it is. You can no, be that's cooking what, that's, and I have something I need to tell you that's and that's why, not a good time for me to tell you. Right. Yeah. That's why we're talking about mindfulness. Yeah. And so and I'm always all over the place. That article you sent me from Psychology Today, where it talked about always talking about work and being distracted, I was like, oh, that's good. We're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> you do talk. John's in the midst of starting a business. So I feel like you are like probably always thinking about that. Yeah. I have the last four weeks, uh, for two of the weeks, I've written down objectives and broken down like my my hour like down to the hour what i'm doing for the day mm -hmm. and that has helped to create a separation between okay you're working and now you're a dad and you're focused on i'm focused on kai when he gets home mm -hmm. and then i can focus on you and i feel a huge relief because i feel like i i, I don't even feel like this I don't, I don't know why i said i feel like I, I for sure know that i put intent and effort into my day and i was i was chipping away at the bit Chomping at the bit? Chomping at the bit. To do what? Wait. Starting a business takes work. Yes. Right? And then you're working for yourself. Yeah. So throughout the day, I'm like scattered like on all these different ideas. Yeah. But if I write down my intent and write down what I plan on doing by like by the hour mm -hmm. or give myself a to-do list, at the end of the day, I'm, I've been able to like calm down and like be more mindful. Yeah. Right. And not chomp at the bit. And not chomp at the bit. <laughs> That's a horse term. Ah. So the bit is the thing that sits ah. in their mouth and they, when they get antsy and they don't like it. So So when I plan out my week for one hour this week, I'm going to make sure I study analogies. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Pardon my French. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's like, what is mindfulness, right? So... 
if we're gonna try to be more mindful, I feel like just starting to understand what that is, just basically, you know, to begin with is helpful. And so just reading the definition is kind of interesting. It's mindfulness is a state of active, open attention to the present. So active meaning right now, what's happening right around you, not, you know, in the past, not in the future. So just what's going on right in the present. And open, I think that kind of means, you know, without judgment, so you're like allowing whatever thoughts you might be having or things surrounding you, you know, actions in the present moment to just be openly. So a state of active, open attention to the present. Mindfulness. Giving your fullest attention to the other person in a relationship embodies mindfulness. It involves deliberately directing your attention away from autopilot and negative judging thoughts according to psychology today. Yeah. So I do think overthinking over analysis leads to negativity, right? Yeah. So when we can kind of stop having anxiety about the future and worrying, you know, and having maybe even depression about the past and we can live in the moment, then it does kind of just naturally gets rid of like negativity. Yeah. It's like, how can it be negative? I mean, yes, you could be dealing with something really horrible or just broke your leg or worse in right. the present moment. Right, yeah. Right, but a lot of times it's like, okay, well, actually I'm just sitting here and the sun's shining on my face and it's not that bad. Right. Right? Right. I was overthinking the situation about the shoot and why it got canceled and we were in the kitchen. Oh, the, on my dad's Thanksgiving day? Uh, that shoot? You, right, yeah, yeah, the shoot okay. we were just talking about earlier. Um, it was like two days ago. You just put that those words into practice. You looked at me and said the thing about overthinking leading to negativity. Then you just had me breathe with you and mm -hmm. smell your hair and <laughs> smell myself. <laughs> Did that work? It honestly worked. Yeah. Yeah. And I use that every single time I started just letting like the, um, the, the record, the, the, the real, the real started to begin mm -hmm. because it was real hard for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Today, not so much. Yeah. 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 yeah Overanalysis is usually not, doesn't lead to much good. I mean, if right. you're trying to solve a problem, right? But if right. you're just overthinking your emotions and like then more negative thoughts start to creep in and then those take over, it's kind of just turns right. into this big nasty like real. Even if you're trying to solve a problem and you're a scientist or you're a philosopher or a writer and you're trying to figure out where to take your character in the book. Uh, a common practice is to get away from what you're doing and get your mind off to something else. And that's when mm -hmm. you have the aha moment. Because mm -hmm. you're like, you lift the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right. Got it. All the problems are solved. Podcast is over. You guys go out and live life and be awesome. <laughs> no, being mindful is hard. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. We can talk about ways to be mindful, which meditation is clearly one of them. And meditation is difficult. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, you really have to kind of practice it. Like, li it's a literal practice. Right. But according to Psychology Today, more mindful people make better relationship partners. Aw. <laughs> so we're fucked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're, we're kind of mindful. <laughs> no, I think that... Um, Would you consider, and I'm not... Uh, it's going to sound like I'm defensive because I'm defensive by nature. 
But would you consider what we're doing now an act of mindfulness? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. I think just That's good. setting time aside every week to yeah. discuss like maybe I don't know, like the meat of a problem that we've been experiencing or, you know, problem a problem that we want to solve, like really just kind of living in that and like just giving your attention to it is helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so I think that mindfulness for us, right, can make make us better partners. That's great. But specifically, I I think that it could really help our communication. Yeah. Like you and I, John yeah. and I's communication. Yeah. Um, psychology Today, this was really interesting. I am not an expert. I'm not a psychologist, um, nor am I an MD. But so... There are, they were naming like a few ways that mindfulness can actually improve your relationship in this article in Psychology Today. And it can make you more attentive, which that's kind of like an obvious. Yeah. Like, so that's good. Like everyone wants an attentive partner. Right. right? It makes you feel loved and cared for and like, yeah, the world's kind of hard <laughs> and like it sucks and you want one person to care. Yeah. Right. So um, mindfulness, according to this article, mindfulness lowers negative emotional reactivity. So practicing mindfulness for eight to 10 weeks changes the brain's emotion regulation areas. So I thought this was very interesting. The amygdala, which is like this little almond-shaped portion of your brain, like a nerve center in the, in the midbrain, um, it is responsible for your flight or fight it detects fear and it kind of tells you when to freak out. It also like stores memories of emotional responses to certain triggers. Like I basically it can store like triggers. So mindfulness can shrink the amygdala Uh after practicing for it for eight to 10 weeks. So like, let's say you start meditating every night for eight to 10 weeks, you can actually shrink that part of your brain so that it doesn't have as much power. So that if you encounter something that normally you would kind of flip out about, or you let you have like a trigger or something that makes you emotional when you hear it or you see it or you deal with it, you are better able to process it, you know, without judgment because you're not going into that fight or flight mode, which I thought that was super fascinating because I definitely experienced that. Like how we talked like with TikTok and that 16 year old girl and John's like, she was like doing something from Pornhub and I was like, (gasps) that's so fucked up. And I like kind of like just freaked out immediately without actually thinking like, wait a second, John's not a creep. John's never done anything like for me ever, 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 not once for me to think something weird. I'm just like triggered because, you know, of lots of world experiences like that I've dealt with and tons of women have dealt with. Right. Right. So I was, I freaked out before I could even really process it. So I think mindfulness could help with, with that which that's good in a relationship, right? You don't right. want someone constantly being defensive or easily upset. Yeah, yeah. I know I've I yelled at Malachi when he, I was like trying to make like an ad for Trust Me and he just started yelling at the end of it, which was frustrating. <laughs> but I'm a buffoon yeah. because I reacted and I looked like a big dumb monkey to him and that caused him to be triggered and just scared and it was, all this back and forth, and it's like, I could have in that moment, and I use this analogy all the time to people when we're talking about like emotions and not being not being responsive, but uh, uh, emotions are like fish, and you have to feed your family, and you're fishing 
and all the different fish are different emotions and it's like you can see anger going by but there's also like gratitude and there's happiness and you can choose to not feed your family with that shitty emotion right yeah or feed yourself yeah um but what I did was I saw the first fish going by, and that was anger. And I grabbed it, and I pulled it out of the water with my bare <laughs> hands. It was a big, gnarly I started catfish. beating it over a rock. <laughs> and then I ate it, like, in front of all you guys. And <laughs> I got done, and you're like, what the, what the hell? What the fuck, Dad? John? I'm like, sorry. I reacted immediately. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's hard okay. to be a barbarian. It is okay. I mean, I didn't yeah. break his arm or punch him. You're being mindful of, like, how you reacted. Hit him with stuff. I don't know. Yeah, thank you. I did play the game you of. You weren't a bad, horrible psychopath. Did better than my parents, which is like the worst bar. Like, if you're just trying to be slightly better than your parents were to your to your kids, that's not okay. That's not enough usually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it's just the fact that I think you care. Yeah. And that you're even being like not to overuse the word, which is annoying, but that you're even being mindful. Yeah. Like means you're a good parent. Thanks. You, do you know what I mean? Some people don't even in parent-child relationship, whatever kind of relationship you, you're having. Some people don't even like reflect on it. Right. So right. that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I want to continue reflecting and have less moments where I have to like have regret. I think mindfulness is key. <laughs> I think it is too, <laughs> Sensei. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, so, okay, so kind of to what you were saying. So we talked about fight or flight and shrinking that, giving that amygdala less power. And it strengthens the prefrontal cortex and improves the connectivity between the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala. So the cortex is the brain's like executive order area, so it can tell the amygdala to, like, chill out. Yeah. So then, like you're saying, you can be the person behind the emotions. Right. Right? So you can literally watch that fish go by and you're like letting that anger and that shitty emotion like kind of just be. Yeah. And you're like not really judging it and you're able to like sit back and be the person behind the emotion and choose Yeah. you know, patience over anger. Yeah. And with that the cortex, you know, being stronger and being able to communicate better to the amygdala, you're more likely to be able to logically kind of process and pick patience over anger. Yeah. According to science. Right. Which we, we like science. It's okay. <laughs> science. You know. So that's so cool. You know, I mean, I just, I didn't realize... It's just weird. You think of emotions. I didn't mean to interrupt. Were you about no, to say No, no, you're fine. I, I, I just feel like you, when you think of emotions, you don't really think of, I don't know, this sounds silly, and maybe I'm the only one that feels this way, but I don't really think of my brain when I think of emotions. Like, we have tons of neurons and things happening in our brain. It's living, right? We can change the shape. We can change the way that yeah. neurons are transmitted and what is in power within your brain, right? Right. It can it can change. It can grow. It can shrink. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's just it's it's a cool refresher to have read this yeah. tonight for me. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were being mindful. Yeah. About mindfulness. Yes, totally. <laughs> it's a good place to start. Yeah, it is a good place to start, and it's a practice, at least as far as I can tell, that is never completed. 
That's why right. in Buddhism, there's the Dharma wheel. Wherever you're out in the wheel, if you take a step back, you're still on the wheel. And then when you get to the, the eighth step on the noble eightfold path, you end up starting back over, right? So mindfulness every week. The gratitude base, this is a good lesson for that. It's a, a never-ending cycle. And it's a little empty right now. But we're going to start using it again. <laughs> so it makes sense. We've been talking about mindfulness and the totally. base and talking about... It's a practice, uh, right? right? It's everything good in life is yeah. like a, a consistent daily practice. Nutrition, yeah. Yeah. fitness, skin care, yeah. like all the real things like that... Not the real things, but the things that... Wellness, I suppose. It takes daily practice. Right. So why would... Yeah, why would we think that the brain doesn't require daily, you know, mindfulness, meditation. Yeah. A daily workout, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's cool. I'm excited about this. I am too. You were talking about the cortex being the epicenter and controlling the amygdala. Yeah. Well, it's the executives. It like shoots orders to places. Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking about reacting at home to the kids, Malachi specifically, and... I wouldn't react like that at work. There's a few times where I've flipped out on a boss. It's usually when I was drinking on the job. No, I'm just joking. That's actually true. Um, <laughs> Wait, what is true? <laughs> it's okay, John. This is a safe place. Are you drinking on the job? Um, I have, but I think... Mike Davis? Are no, you listening? I never drank on the job at um, the breakfast place. <laughs> I made that face because it'd be funny if I were drinking at the job at the breakfast There place. were some people that did. There were a few people. <laughs> there, there were times, he's never going to listen to this, but if he does, um, I wanted to punch him in his gut like several times. And it's like, I would think, I'm like, I'm going to hit him in his belly. Oh, man. Right? Um, and it's like, I would reel on that, but I, I wouldn't react to it. But like, it was an overwhelming urge so many times because he'd say things to me and other bosses. To like scream, yell. To scream or yell, yeah. Say, Fuck yeah, you. yeah. But at home, is it because I'm more comfortable? Yeah. But also, it's harder at home, too, because you can't just leave. Like, I could, but then that'd be bad. Like, I can't just leave you guys here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can take a break. Take a break, yeah. Yeah, if you got to go for a walk, you yeah. got to go for a walk. Yeah. At home, it's you definitely... feel comfortable and trapped. It's weird. <laughs> at home, you feel more comfortable and trapped at times. Like, when you have, like, these emotions and, like, you're with a family or you're with the kids and you're trying to get them to sleep, you can't just... 100%. You can walk away from them for a moment. Yeah, but you... you but they're... Not they're, if you're a good person. Well... Now, you can't leave the house. Right, you can't leave the yeah. house. But I'm saying to, like, pull yourself out of the moment if they're being crazy. And maybe you do if you think you're going to snap on them. But, like, for example, when they talk about when a baby's screaming, and I think this is one of the best pieces of advice I'd ever gotten from somebody, uh, was just to, like, if the baby's screaming, you can just leave the room. Like, they're in a crib. They're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because it is such a panicky, crazy, intense situation. Yeah. Those situations don't stop happening as the kids get older. They just become different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, the difference is, if you leave the room for five seconds, you're not going to come back and they're lying in a crib like, I'm still here yelling. They've moved on to something else and they've caught into something else or the fight they've gotten into is completely different and... Yeah. Yeah. I think we're Well, it's all about then the how end of the hardest part of parenting, hopefully. What? The, our kids are ten. I know. We are not at the tail end. 
But when they're... Are you delusional? Look, when they're 14, I don't care if they go to sleep oh at 9.30 at night. Okay, we're going to go ahead and tune back in next no, week no, no, after no. Don realizes he still has 10 years left of parenting. I know there's going to be things that are different and it's going to be emotionally taxing in ways I'm oh, not even man, close dude. to prepared for. But what, what I'm saying is that when they're... Uh, we're towards the end of them, like, us having to tell them to brush their teeth and us having to tell them to go to sleep at a certain time. That's so sweet, your optimism right now. It's really sweet. I think it's important. Maybe I'm just close to giving up. I, the, the, I think this is important. I really do. <laughs> this learning joking. about mindfulness, like it literally all we can control, and we've learned this from a, a young age, is ourselves. Yeah. How do we react to situations? Right. So if, we, if our brain is in a healthy state... Okay, and we're not like overrun by like fight or flight or like constant anxiety and all this stuff. We can handle those situations. And that's all we have the power to do, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just all about how we react. Yeah. Like an individual reacts. Yeah. It's all you can control. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, let's talk about ways that we can be mindful. How do you practice mindfulness? How, like, if I'm like pretty new to like, understanding truly what it is i've i've meditated using apps yeah so meditation is one way to to start to cultivate mindfulness um that's probably like the biggest way right so even starting let's say every day this week we sit for five minutes and just breathe yeah and literally you don't do anything but inhale and exhale and feel like the air moving around you and listen to the sounds and maybe you have you're sitting on like a soft rug and you just feel those sensations right. they say it's okay to lie down when you meditate but every time i go to do that i fall asleep <laughs> yeah so <laughs> like i meditated for eight hours last night <laughs> good job yeah. yeah i've maybe I, try sitting up i have been that's cool like i said i've been meditating before um kai gets off the bus because I'm like, cra I'm crazy. If I'm trying to work and I'm on the phone and, and I get bites and leads or I have like a problem I have to solve and I'm like walking back and forth across the house, like I have to turn that off. Uh -huh. Even if I go back into it a little bit later mm -hmm. or I do another task, yeah. I'm trying to f figure out how to stack my day and make everything work and it's not going to be perfect. Yeah, your challenge is different than mine where I'm at the office and it's very busy and I'm taking care of people all day. I don't even have time to like really look at my phone or think about anything other than work. But you kind of are juggling being at home and working from home. You're like juggling yeah. work and home life. So yeah, yeah, you have a little bit of a different challenge than me, which sometimes I feel like I'm just going to like pull my hair out yeah. at work. Maybe on Tuesdays. But, she works very long hours on Tuesdays and that's like a source of like, mm. it's a source of a lot of like arguments and crazy times. We've had a crazy yeah, argument so every day when I week. come uh, <laughs> At some point in I'm time so in three years. I'm so stressed when I come home yeah. on Tuesday night yeah. because I've been working for sometimes nearly 12 yeah. hours straight. But not meditate at work or in the car, but if you want, I can clear like a clean little space in the bedroom and like have like it's like soothing something or whatever on, and I say hi when to you. When I go come in there home, for five minutes. that's a nice idea. And when I come home and the house is like clean, yeah, and you're not in a state of panic, it's very nice. Yeah, I think you still need that like that shift. Yes, because it's been huge for me. And I've been afraid so many times to tell you that I've carved out fifteen to twenty minutes to meditate. 
Um, and I was falling asleep a lot before Kai got off the bus. But even falling asleep, my thoughts as I was lying there and my phone would be like pushed away. I was just like, it's okay that you're not doing anything right now. Yeah. You have worked and you have, you've gone at it for like five or six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually only happens on the weeks, like I was saying, where I have written down what I'm going to do. Yeah. Because if I don't do that and I start scrambling and trying to pick up the pieces and it's like, I don't even know what pieces I'm trying to pick up. Right. Is there a dog? There's a dog. He wants to say hi. This is Jackson. He's wearing a pineapple. <laughs> say hi, Jackson. But we talked about us arguing on Tuesdays and that's like, a, I think, a good segue for it. We, um, in the last podcast, had talked about, if you didn't listen to it, we're going to recap. We had said in the last uh, episode of the podcast that on our calendar, we're going to write down lucha, which is Spanish for fight, fight every time we got into a, an argument. So that way we could denote and keep track of like how often we're arguing. Because you had said at one point during an argument, we always fight. This feels like it's how it always is. And I can relate with that about when like you're in the struggle, it feels like it's ongoing and forever. Mm-hmm. Um and we realize we're trying to be mindful. We're trying by, to be mindful of yeah, right. And give ourselves like an honest, like like true, like note noted, denoted um, uh, perspective. Yeah. But there was um, like th- we'll just say like Thursday. You're like, hey, we have to put in Wednesday lucha. I was like, we didn't fight yesterday. You're like, yeah, we did. And we had like a mini argument because the day before, I think we had an argument. And to me, it was just us having like a kind of like a like a back and forth and like trying to figure out how something works. Mm-hmm. And we realized you and I aren't defining the terms of what an argument is the same way. Yeah. So I think what we're going to try to do is at the end of the day, write a sentence about how we feel. We're going to do that in December, which is a weird time to, which is right now, which is right now, December 1st, Yeah. which is a weird time to like try to take on something new, but it's only like one or two sentences we're committing to. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. But that way we can so kind of start. That can be mindful. Help us be mindful yeah. of our relationship too. Yeah. And then it'll be, deno- like, we'll have, like, notation too. And if we had an argument, you say at the end of the day, I, I feel like there was resolve in this argument today, and I'm grateful for that. Or it can just be like, fuck John, fuck John, fuck John, or whatever it is, you know? It's like stabbing the... <laughs> Probably going to happen at least once. <laughs> I'm going to go write this down right now. It's like, you have to wait till the end of the day. No, I'm doing it now. You're breaking the rules. Ah, perfectionism. <laughs> so. But don't be so ignorant or, or blind to getting a task done no matter what. Because you and I set out on this task of writing down in the calendar, Lucha, whatever, but we very quickly realized that the plan we'd come up with, and we had like this long-term commitment to it, the plan was actually shit because we didn't understand what we were doing. Mm, I don't, yeah. It was a great intent, and I'm not like dumping yeah, all no, over our idea. Yeah, no, we're just trying to, we'll just, because we're always getting better. Yeah, for we're sure. We're just going to try little tips and tricks here and there to make our relationship amazing. Right. And then we'll share it with you guys. <laughs> at, the, in, at the base of everything, like, the foundation has been trust and honesty. Trust, honesty, intent, yeah. Yeah, and honesty, like, on an individual level, mm-hmm. much more so before you like do it together. Like, being honest with yourself. Right. Yes. Yeah, you have to trust yourself before you can trust someone else, yeah. So, definitely the foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I think we talked about this earlier, that uh, next week will be the last podcast for a few weeks so we can get through the holidays. <gasps> yeah. 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 You guys so shouldn't listen go to meditate. our podcast anyway around Christmas time. You should be mindful with your family. <laughs> present with your family. Present with and your mindful. family. Get it present because of Christmas. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, yeah. Awesome. We're going to go meditate now. Are we? Yeah, I thought you said we were going to. Well, I mean, that's spiritual too. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? I don't know. Clean you the know, kitchen? Yeah, clean the kitchen. Do the dishes. <laughs> hey, guys, we're going to go do the dishes in the bedroom. Um, okay. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. We'll yeah, see thanks. you next week. Thanks for listening. Okay. Yeah.